0: This is The Public Speaker, quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. Regular listener Patrick Manyansa from Tanzania, he posted a question to my Facebook page. This is what he wrote. I heard that using presenter notes on PowerPoint presentation can amplify the presentation. Is it true? And if it is, do you have any tips on using presenter notes to make an effective PowerPoint presentation? Well, before I get to that, I'd like to thank our sponsor, lynda.com. lynda.com, you can learn what you want, when you want, and with access to over 2,700 high-quality online courses, all for one low monthly price. You can try it free for seven days by visiting lynda.com forward slash speaker. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash speaker. So that's a great question, Patrick. When you're using presenter notes, they should be in addition to your presentation, and it's a really great way to provide your audience with more detailed information. In fact, I think that your presenter notes, your slides, and then the words that you speak, all three of those should be quite different from each other. Let me explain what I mean. When it comes to PowerPoint slides, less is more. So you're going to choose appropriate images and short text, and they should be created to support only the key points that you want to amplify. And in fact, not every point should have a slide. You're going to just enhance visual images for those that you want to reinforce. Again, just the key ideas are reinforced with slides. That way your audience is more likely to remember those key points. However, when you give a information-packed presentation, you should provide your audience with detailed notes and resources so they can read them either ahead of time or take them home with them. And that means that if you create your slides correctly, they'll be not working effectively for notes. That is, the slides should be simplistic images and text and the notes should be detailed resources. So we need to do something different for the notes versus the slides. Unfortunately, I've seen too many talks where the presenter either prints out the slides as the takeaway or worse, tries to create the slides as takeaways. What do I mean by that? Either the slides will have way too much detail or worse, the notes will be completely insufficient in detail. The point is that when you combine both of those purposes together, those two different purposes, it ends up being a less than optimal slide and or takeaway. That's not to say that the take-home notes shouldn't incorporate the slides that you show, but the notes should have more points and more details. I like to think of the takeaway notes as more like a very short blog post with images, a headline titles, subtitles, as well as a list of additional resources. So let me walk you through the process that I use for creating a presentation, the take-home notes and the slides. So the first step of the process is to capture all of the ideas. And my favorite strategy is to start by creating a very detailed document. And I'm very, very detail oriented, so I like to get up and close and personal with those details first. I usually use software outside of PowerPoint and I dump all the important details that I want into that document. And I really cram it with information. I include research, quotes, anecdotes, stories, articles, whatever I can find. And since I won't be showing this document to anyone else, I really don't have to skimp on the information or the links or the ideas. Anything that comes to my mind about the topic, I dump it into this document. And it does get messy. I'll I'll admit it gets quite messy. But I do spend quite a bit of time adding information and then playing with the organization of the ideas. Sometimes I'll be thinking about a topic or organizing a topic for several months before I even create a presentation. And if it's a popular topic, I'll even go back and add new things as I learn more about that topic, even years later. For me, creating a detailed document first allows me to marinate or think about those ideas and come up with a variety of approaches that I might use to talk about the topic. That is, I can think about different ways to organize and to support the main points. In fact, I usually end up creating several things, either presentations, posts, podcasts, et cetera, from that same initial detailed document. And I just choose a different organization structure and examples depending on the audience and the format of that content. However, when it's finally time to create a presentation from a document, what I usually do is cut and paste what I want to include into another document. I have a set process that I use, a set of questions that I ask myself to help me choose the right organization and the right supporting examples and stories for that particular audience. And keep in mind, for me, it's easier to work from details first because it helps me to create the big picture. But for a lot of other people, it seems that they prefer to create the big picture first and then they create the details. And I think either way works. Once I'm ready with the organization and the supporting materials, my next step is to create the audience take-home notes. That is, if I'm going to be providing them. And for me, the take-home notes should be a balance between detail and overview. You may know that you can format the notes pages with most of the same formatting options that are available in Word. You can use templates, you can change the font size and the color, you can add footers and headers, you can insert images and charts, and that means that your handout is very nicely polished and professional, just like it were a Word document. Another option to use, and this is what I typically do, another option is to use what designer Nancy Duarte refers to as a slide doc. Slide docs are created in PowerPoint and they're not meant for stand-up presentation. Instead, they're created for materials just like this to be digested either before or after a meeting. The idea of this type of document is to provide information that's super easy to read, something halfway between a slide and a document, And usually they include short text, call outs, visuals, and possibly even videos that are interactive. I do that with my proposals. And I've been creating documents like this for many years, again, primarily for my proposals, but also for take-home notes for very, very important presentations by the way, if you want to know more about slide docs, I interviewed Nancy Duarte about this topic on my Smart Talk podcast. You can go to smarttalksuccess.com forward slash zero four three. That's smarttalksuccess.com forward slash zero four three for that interview. So in conjunction with the notes, I usually start creating the slides. The first slide that I create is my my do differently or the money slide. This is basically the main take-home message of the presentation. And this slide represents what I'd like the audience to think or do differently after hearing me speak. It's the one key point that I need the audience to remember long after the presentation has been delivered. I then choose the additional subpoints or stories that I plan to highlight in the slides. And keep in mind that not every point I talk about verbally will have an accompanying slide. As communication consultant Thompson Webster said in our recent Smart Talk interview, It's all about powerfully landing a small number of big ideas. I love that. It's all about powerfully landing a small number of big ideas. And by the way, if you want to hear the Tamsin Webster interview, that's smarttalksuccess.com forward slash 61. That's smarttalksuccess.com forward slash 61. Actually, it's 061. So for the slides that you do create, It's most likely going to be a single image or a graph or some simple text. And you'll always wanna follow the rule, of course, I'm sure you know this, one point per slide. And I like to make sure that the notes also use the same images that I use on the slides. That is for consistency, so that when someone sees those images, they'll remember the presentation or they see those images and then they're primed when they actually see the presentation later. It's very important to keep in mind that the takeaway notes are not your script. By the time you're done creating your notes and your slides, you should be intimately familiar with your subject matter and not need to rely on the slides to carry you through the presentation. But if necessary, and if it helps you, just keep a short outline in front of you and keep an outline, of course, of the main points that you wanna make. And that will help carry you through that presentation. Remember, the idea is that your slides support your words. And the take-home notes support your audience. Each serves a very different purpose. You'll also want to think about when you're going to hand out your notes. If you don't want your audience slipping through the handout while you present, then hold on to them until after the presentation. But of course, you also have to keep in mind that many people like to follow along and write their own notes in the margin of the handout. So Patrick, good luck with your presentation. I know your audience will benefit from detailed speaker notes like I just described. And of course, your visually compelling slide presentation and your words that drive home those key points. This is Lisa B. Marshall, helping you maximize sales, manage perceptions, and enhance leadership through keynotes, workshops, books, and online courses. Passionate about communication, your success is my business. If you want even more success in life and also to hear the interviews that I talked about, you can listen to my other podcast, Smart Talk, Inspiring Conversations with Exceptional People. You can find those at smarttalksuccess.com. Finally, I need to say thank you to our sponsor, lynda.com. And Linda helps you learn and keep up to date with software, it helps you pick up brand new skills, even explore new hobbies. And they have these really great video tutorials. They're easy to follow and they're very, very professional. I always recommend lynda.com for people who want to pick up new skills. In fact, recently my niece, Rebecca, asked me to give her a recommendation for the best course available for Adobe Illustrator. And of course I directed her to lynda.com And I explained to her that if you want the best quality course and that you're going to go through in detail, that for sure, lynda.com is the way to go. I've taken many courses from lynda.com and I really think that they have the highest quality, easy to follow tutorials. I like that it doesn't really matter what your level is. You can be beginner or advanced, and they've got a course for you. And of course, the best part, it's one low monthly price $25 gives you unlimited access to the entire lynda.com library, which right now, I believe it's over 2,400 courses. And of course, they're all taught by industry experts. I have an iPhone, and I know they just recently released a new iOS app that makes it more visual. It's a lot more intuitive interface. And the best part, you can do offline course viewing, which is great because it really makes it convenient. You can, you can study when you just have your phone with you. So if you want to improve your business skills or just keep up with technology, learn new software applications, you can try lynda.com. They are the highest quality. Like I said, they're not homemade videos like you see on YouTube. And I've worked out a deal with lynda.com. You can you can check out the entire library free by visiting lynda.com forward slash speaker to start your seven-day free trial. That's lynda, L-Y-N-D-A dot com forward slash speaker.